Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. I am live with some very special musicians tonight. Hello. Uh, I'm actually sitting in our RV in Chico, California. Uh, this is Matt McDonald speaking, by the way. Your and Foley artist, by the way, is yes. top notch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am uh, in the RV. We've traveled down here. I'm doing uh, lo uh, living room shows in living rooms, believe it or not. Uh, and I stopped at Chris Keen's studio here in Chico just to, to get some song starts done, which is basically explain a song start to people, Chris. Seedlings. Yeah, song it's like seedlings. You get the rhythm, you get the verse, you get the chorus, and then you just move on. Why, yeah. Why yeah. was I not invited? Uh, talk we'll into talk your microphone. Later. That is the voice of Ben Teets. Another. Oh, it's funny that here here we are, two guys from Number One Gun. Who never played at the same time in number one gun. I have, have been referred to by Ben as the Ben placement because <laughs> the Ben placement. I replaced him in number one gun, and then I'm actually currently playing with Emery. With Emery, which he played with to Emery be fair, first. Michael, Michael Lee in your band we refer to as the Chris placement. That's true. My so players. there's that. So yeah. number one gun was a band. Um, and actually, we were looking at Spotify today. It still kind of is. We were. <laughs> is it really? I mean, four years ago, they put out a record. Okay. Plead, so. the, f plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> ben well, was a it's part funny because we on Spotify, we were listening to classic crime songs because I told Chris, hey, uh, I want you to listen to the classic yeah, crime. Yeah, get in the headspace. And then try to like be like, I feel like a classic crime song would be like this. Yeah. And 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 so we're looking at it and the number one suggested <laughs> band for the classic crime was number one gun. It's true. Did you ever listen to the classic classic crime? Why can't I talk? Ben's drunk. Yeah. I might I might be. <laughs> <laughs> might be. No, no, no. I'm I'm going the Emory route constantly but responsibly. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Were you ever a huge classic crime fan? Of course not. Did you listen to their music constantly? Because that first record, I never got into any other records, but your first record. Albatross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That did some things, <laughs> things. for me. You liked it. Quite a bit. Oh, good. I was When we hung out on that, that tour, yeah. I was a little bit of a fanboy. I didn't let you know. That's weird. Because uh, like if you were playing with Emery, that was like, that was right. fanboy. Well, and we yeah. talked, and then you talked about oh, a number one gun, and I'm like, <laughs> I got this guy. <laughs> well, because like, because I was a fanboy for your band so because that record I loved. Well, thank you. Number one gun was on Tooth and Nail Records, and when you when you originally got signed to Tooth and Nail Records back then, maybe you go and you visit Tooth and Nail, and you no, go. No, down, no, I got kicked out before. You yeah, did. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was he you was got on, kicked out. He was on the first record. Okay. The second record was the Tooth and Nail record. Okay, well, I the Tooth and Nail record, record that Number One Gun put out. <laughs> it's not true. I I true. grabbed off the shelf at Tooth and Nail. Yeah, oh, because yeah. like when we first got signed, we just like you know Chad Johnson like walked us through. Our A and R walked us through and said, "Take whatever you want." I think I took Under Oath, Amberlin, Emery, Number One Gun, and like Terminal or something. Oh yep, yep, yep. yep. And uh, and so we had all those <laughs> CDs like on on our first year of touring. And then uh, I think that year, that summer, we did Warp Tour for the first time, and Ben was. What were you, were you playing with, Emery? Fake Devin. You were Fake Devin. Fat Devin. I've played Fake <laughs> Devin big, too. Big yeah. Ben. Yeah, yeah. I've played. Yeah, I don't know. It's slightly. 
slightly less good of a singer, Devin, was my uh, my role. I played bass and, you and can't tried beat to, the golden child. You can't <laughs> sing those high notes. No one can sing those high notes. No one can except sing for Devin. I just it, it would kill my voice every night when I filled yeah. in. So you did that. You sang. I mean, not. Ben Teets, this baritone voice in front of me. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you I sang Devin's parts? I, I do sing higher than I speak. Um, it's more in my singing wheelhouse, but I didn't sing as much stuff Chopper as was Devin still playing bass. Yeah, and Chop, Chopper was still playing bass, yeah, so he yeah. sang a lot more than I so did. This is going to be a lot of insular sort of like in, inside references here. I, I don't know if people who listen to our podcast actually know about these bands, but we're also here with James Whiteman. James, say hi. Pass him a microphone. Hello, <laughs> family of the trolls. Yes, <laughs> we call them trollsters, but that's okay. Trollsters. Hello, uh, trollsters. James is uh, J- James is out with me. We're we're touring down the West Coast, and he's recording video and taking some really grainy black and white photos, which you might have seen on our Instagram. <laughs> so moody. They're which, not great. Which, which the, he's but more of a shirt, video though. guy. Your shirt, though. He's wearing well, a wolf shirt. We can't make visual joke references yeah. on the I, podcast. I Describe the shirt in detail, Ben, if you're going to you talk about anything. How many wolves can you find? <laughs> There's a lot of wolves on that shirt. That was the tag when I bought it at the truck stop. How many so, wolves can you find? So, so Chris, I want to ask you a question. And yeah. this is just to get out of the realm of... Uh, of BS, which we're in right now. Exposition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bible study? Uh, <laughs> Bible study. You said BS. I ben was Teets. Uh, Chris, <laughs> like, describe how you got into Number One Gun and replacing Ben here, who has clearly not gotten over it. Clearly not triggered <laughs> whatsoever. Well, well, we'll do an aside here. Uh, <laughs> the most recent number one gun record I was not invited to be a part of Ben was oh so I don't feel bad at all right well there you go Ben what I personally did I to do him. because the singer stole a lot of money from a lot of people <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> this is this is an expose. No, I'm sorry. This is, this is a I don't troll know if you wanted exclusive. to go there. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to there. Ben is the troll on Don't Feed the Trolls right the now. The singer stole a lot of money from a lot of people. He, okay, he and that's a fact. Saying. Okay. Well, I I'm trying not to. That's why I'm here with Chris Keene writing songs because I want to <laughs> deliver on on my band to, Kickstarter. To be fair, what he means is that the Kickstarter uh, packages were not fulfilled. They were not delivered a, from a right. Uh, right. A, a previous. Yes. Yeah, so you felt bad about that, effort. Ben, naturally, I being have, such an I empath. Have because I asked, hey, how can I help? What can I do? Let me make this whatever. Like, yeah, my mom and her friends from work donated. Ooh. They never got anything from it. Yikes. That's what I'm trying not to do. Yeah. Well, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad... Don't make promises you're not willing That's to keep. That's a bad business plan. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. a, I, I'm not so, Chris, to get how'd it. you Sorry. get in the uh, number one gun? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, excuse me. Um, I grew up in, here in Chico. Number one gun's from here. Uh, I actually went to church with Jordan, the drummer, Okay. Uh, for a long time. And my high school punk rock band hired Jeff to record our first... EP, I think it was an EP. Jeff was a singer. Jeff is a singer, okay. yeah. yeah. 
who's now actually a very talented uh, producer. Right. Um, not so good at the crowdfunds, so. though. Not so good with the... <sighs> Yeah, delivering on the packages, right? <laughs> but good at pr- producing. But he's a talented guy. Okay, great. I, yeah, I will say that. Uh, <laughs> Ben's just over ben here is, laughing. Ben hard. is losing his shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you uh, grew up. You grew up with the so number grew, one gun dudes yeah. around. And I actually filled in for the bass player Trevor when um, when he couldn't make it. That was the first time I actually met Ben. That's true. That's true. We, we had a good time. We, we drove down to Sacramento. Yeah. And uh, anyways, then I moved away down to San Luis Obispo, joined Sherwood. You were in Sherwood with Nate Henry, our very own beloved Nate Henry. one and only. Right. Um, I like always having someone from Sherwood on the podcast, personally. It's actually really hard not to, I would imagine. It is hard. Dan Koch is like one of our regular guests. a lot of us, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, did did the Sherwood thing... did an EP with them and a handful of shows. And then uh, Jeff, the singer of Number One Gun, and called me just kind of out of the blue and uh, asked if I'd, if I'd be interested in playing guitar because uh, because Ben, their, their old guitarist. Uh, some loser. Some loser. <laughs> Who's was sitting just, very close to you. He's touching with me. nothing but a smile on his face. I, I mean, love that. He, it's, he, it's all true. So he didn't get into why, why he... Uh, ben was no longer playing, um, but I gathered that there was there was just some conflict there. That one of them had to go, and Jeff was the singer. So, <laughs> would you, would you say that's fair, Ben? Did you have conflict, Ben? This is the <laughs> podcast about how Number One Gun no no no, no. I'm changed. Just, just, you guys talk. <laughs> yeah. So conflict. You're right. <laughs> and Which Ben seems pretty good at. Yeah. Just, just ben has hand. a talent for it, but <laughs> uh, I <laughs> I had uh, kind of just weighed the option. Sherwood was just getting started. Number One Gun already had a record out and was touring full time, and that was what I wanted. So I I moved back to Chico, right? Joined the band. Lived oh, in so a, you could have been signed to MySpace Records. Chris was a much been. better fit for the band. Also, I've always thought that for Number One Gun. Yeah, that's very. I've sweet. Why that. do you think that? I've always thought that. I'm not asking how long you've thought that. <laughs> <laughs> He's asking why you thought that. I'm wondering why. I was always the front man in all the bands I played in. That's true. In in the eighth grade, Jeff and I used to get in pushing matches talking about fighting each other. And then we joined a band after high school. It's funny but how this, nothing this is has in the eighth grade. Right, well, <laughs> love to see I love to see him. Just saying. Love to see him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. No animosity. I hope he's not a listener. No animosity. <laughs> I got nothing judgmental to say. I, I, I always know. thought you were a better fit. That's why that first show you played out at Richardson Springs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I stood right in front. Yeah, which was very sweet. People of you. thought, wow, he's a real jerk. And I was like, no, I'm supporting Chris because I think he's a better fit for this band. Stone faced, mm-hmm. staring didn't go at over, Didn't go over like that. Staring at me the entire time, directly in front of me, my first show with Number One Gun. I was, there, take, I was the taking notes. The guy who I replaced. I was taking was notes. Standing five feet from me. Was taking notes. Just trolling you hard. Just staring me down. Staring you down as you played his guitar parts. Because. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Yeah, and yeah. He was supporting, supporting me. Supporting you. Taking notes. 
<laughs> Where, like, classic how man. not how not to get kicked out of a band notes. <laughs> <laughs> how to be better. How to not intimidate people. <laughs> How to be better. That's all it was. Well, you went to the right place, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> so, Chris. Yeah. So you you went from number one gun, and, and who knows what happened there. Uh, we don't have to get into it. Nah. But now you're playing, you, you write songs for Surrogate. That's yes. your band. My band, we're just a local band. Like, we don't really tour. We'll do a West Coast tour every two years or right. something. Right. Um, our first two releases were on Tooth and Nail as per a contractual agreement. Of course. Um, and now we're just kind of, we just play Northern California. And you mainly. just release songs whenever you, you make them? Because you, you're a producer and you make them yeah. here at the studio. Yeah, yeah. I have a studio here and, and um, we actually were, this new release, um, we just tried a different model. We have done the traditional album release route right. um, for four albums. And for our fifth, we just decided to just do a series of singles. So cool! Just released our fifth last week. It's on Spotify, mm -hmm. Apple Music, Surrogate. Racing up the charts. I think we have about a thousand plays, which is <laughs> pretty dope. Well, I heard part of something that you released, yeah, and I was, was like, the one. "This, yeah, this yeah. sounds amazing. This sounds oh, really thanks, cool." Papa can't get enough of it, by the way. No oh, one yeah. can hear yeah. you when you don't put your microphone yeah, to your use, face, Ben. Use your mic, Ben uh, Teets. Yeah. Use your microphone voice. Um. <laughs> so Ben Teets, <laughs> great. What a cool last name for a guy who's constantly <laughs> nursing I that was it. <laughs> a beer. A beer. <laughs> Only as of late. Only as of late. That's true. This is a this is a new this kind is of a new, new thing. thing. So Ben, you went from music to postal delivery. <laughs> How is go. that changing uh, the way that you think about life? You know, you got a steady job for the government. He bought a house. You bought a house? Got a dog? Yeah. yeah well, no, the dog. I'm, I'm trying to put it into a... a I, like well, a I appreciate short, that. You know, like a... No, no, I, I, I paid off debt. I paid off, debt. paid off my motorcycle, bought a house. Yeah, no, it... It's nice... It's a it's an obligation, obviously. But it is it is. I mean. Does it feel like putting down roots, or does it feel like you're tethered to it? What would you what would you classify it as? Um, I'm it, actually interested because I've thought myself to get a real job. No, no. Here's the thing. With my crazy brain, I figured that's the best thing you could do because that makes you feel settled and collected and calm and have purpose and it doesn't it doesn't no it's we, chaos it, life is chaos man right i'm not trying to get like hippy dippy on you but no, like I no, feel it, you. it really is it's go there what makes you happy should be what you do and it shouldn't be based on societal norms right it shouldn't be based on the dog the house the car this is what this looks like this is like that's I had an idea all growing up of I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. Yeah. And this is what's going to make me happy. Um, Don't get too specific, Ben. Other than my dog, it's just kind of, well, now, now I got this debt. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm there, too. I just bought a house. 
Yeah. Well, so you know. I know. It's, yeah. it's great. You can do whatever you want to it. Don't spill your beer on my RV. <laughs> <laughs> you can spray the walls of beer, apparently. <laughs> ben just I'm threw a little eccentric. I'm a little eccentric. I like with to... the beer. And also, just... Ben's word for drunk is eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like what is it? Eight. We, we came over here at eight o'clock, <laughs> driving while eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, driving. You got an eccentric. Uh, I get excited. Ticket. I don't get excited about much. Give me a break. Oh, I love I'm it. Just giving you shit, man. So, I'm just so, giving so you what shit, you're essentially man. telling people and the creative people who might be listening to this mm. is that you have this fantasy and this ideal, and when you achieve it, you realize it's not exactly what it promised itself to be in your mind's eye, and that's true of being in a band and and going on tour or or making a record or getting signed. All those things you you know, have experienced to some extent. And those things were just, well, you woke up in a Walmart parking lot and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is it. You know? Wait a minute. We just I have... smell like shit. Exactly. <laughs> we, like, you go into the Walmart bathroom and you brush your teeth and you wet wipe shower your bunghole mm-hmm. and that's life. And you, you know, and you, and you go this. I and, never could afford the wet wipes, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't stick around long enough in that yeah, band. I had. When I, I was wasn't in, allowed to stick. When I, <laughs> when I was in a, in number one gun, we had a ten dollar a day per diem. Yep. Which ten. was double what Ben had. I had five. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, making double I mean, the income. We're old men, so inflation must be accounted for. A lot of people still. think that like there's some level, and I don't think people, if you polled them. Which is there's some level of glamour to the rock lifestyle, but they view it glamorously, traveling around, playing shows, you know, hanging out, partying, going to different places, seeing the world. They see that as some sort of like achievement, and then you do it, and you can do it once for one six week tour, and you you get it. You're like, yeah, done it. It's demystified. Now that. why do you do it? It's not because of all my experience in that I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for the world because it was I got to sleep on floors. Right. I got to play music with some of my best friends at the time in a new state. Like I've I've been to forty something state. Like I've been to right. almost all fifty states. Right. In Canada and you know, like we we didn't did you guys go across seas? No. 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 But like I got to do all that and I didn't make any money, like, to write home about, you know? I didn't right. make anything to, like, no, neither did I. cool, I can invest this and that or whatever, but it was it was such a fun experience. Like, yeah, it's shitty. Yeah, you don't take showers. Yeah, you don't, yeah. like... Tell me about it. Right now, I'm itching for one. You don't, get to, you don't get to eat. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to eat. Like, I remember Jordan and I... Number one gun drummer, Lou plays in surrogate. Like, he, him and I, and Trevor actually, we would put our $5 a day per diem together. And we would buy a loaf of bread, <laughs> a jar of peanut butter, and a jar of jelly. And that would last us for three days. Yeah. We'd take the rest of our money and then buy cigarettes. Well, we'd buy a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> 
and a six pack of beer. Ration it. And we each got to, yeah. we each got to have two beers and share the smokes and we'd sit out there and bitch about the singer <laughs> and his <laughs> wife on tour. <laughs> we had to bitch about that, like, but that was our nightly routine of like, and it was, I mean, you simple. Didn't, you didn't have anything. It was simple. Right. And this right. is, you woke up in a new place, and we got to drive, and we got to go here, and you right. didn't get to do laundry, and you didn't get to have a normal life. But like, it's a cool experience. Right. It's not. It's glamorous. for young. It's for young people. It's not glamorous. You, it, Good point. Like, you couldn't do it now. It's not glamorous, no. but it's fun. It is fun. But then you get there and you realize what it is, and it's like, okay, I've done this. Right. You know, Now what? What's the next thing that's going to give me that sense of security or accomplishment or whatever? And what you're saying is for you, it was like, settle down, get a real job, get the house, get the stability. I just wanted a dog. <laughs> you can get it. You know how many and homeless people have dogs? But <laughs> <laughs> like you can get it. They're dog. actually really well you know behaved, what? too. They have are. you noticed that? Because their masters spend 24 yeah. hours a day training them. <laughs> Undivided Valid attention. Valid yeah, it's like the one, the people that go off to work and the dog tears the house up. Those dogs are no, misbehaving. I wanted a dog and a place just to come home and be like, if I want to smoke a cigarette inside, I'm going to do it. Okay. If I want to Freedom. change the paint in this room, I'm going to do it. Right. If I want to put some crown molding up, I'm going to do it. Like, right. And I don't have to answer anybody. That's all right. I wanted. Right. You know what the... What, Autonomy. You know what the allure of, like, to, to go back a step, um, of, like, touring and that lifestyle, what it is for me, and I'd be curious to hear what your guys' thoughts on this um, are... Is that it's it's an exclusivity thing. Like it's I got to do. It's not glamorous by any by any stretch of the imagination. Right. At least at the level that that I've always been at. But it's a club that that a lot of people wonder about and have yeah just have a lot of curiosity right. about. But you but it's fairly exclusive. And that's what makes it special. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the experiences and, and seeing the country and the friendships that you make, yeah, that's all that's all great. But those aren't unique to this industry. The, right. What's what's unique is that there's a barrier to entry. Yeah, you I know? and I feel like there's a kinship among veterans. Yeah, like 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 yeah. like the war veterans. Like the, it was such a lifestyle yeah. that they all participated in that shaped who they are. That yeah. The only people that can really understand it are people who went through who've it. Who've done it. Yeah. And that's why we're sitting in an RV right now, and it's like Chris Keene, Ben Teets, guys who went through it, and I can relate to you guys. Yeah. Like, my, my best friends to this day are not the ones who who had normal jobs their whole lives. Like, those guys, or whatever. Yeah. I, I have friends like that, and I love them, but they just, they always see what I did through these rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Or they see it as something unique and novel and exclusive, and they think it's cool, but they don't get it. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a funny thing, too, like, that you guys bring that up, because, like, Peter, who lives with me, who is Trevor's little brother, who Trevor played a number one, who was the bass player number one gun, you know, been my best friend for 24 years, like, he toured also. Our friend Travis toured also, like... Yeah. And it's that thing of like, like you're saying of like, oh, have you played this venue? Yeah. It's that it's that club thing. It's yeah. that like, 
Oh yeah, no, we've been there and we did this and that. Yeah, like, you know the but green did you room go, over like, here and did you in the did, basement yeah. of this place or right. did you hear about? The, oh, but you know the guy that does sound of it, like Claude yeah. that did sound it. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, you remember Claude? Yeah, Claude yeah, that did yeah. Sound the boardwalk. Boardwalk. The boardwalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy's great. In Orange Vale, California. Like, but that guy was legendary. But it was he's just not like, there anymore, a, man. Yeah, I know. he got kicked out. Yeah, he was on drugs. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, they found like the guy told me that they when they took he apart was too his, good at his job. When they took apart his board, they found like baggies of cocaine and stuff. Oh god, that guy was like sixty. And the, and the oh, sound has suffered. The sound has suffered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what we're saying is, <laughs> the sound is suffered. Let's talk about the sound of the boardwalk in Sacramento. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I'm just suffered. saying that people Inquiring do things. Minds <laughs> must know. <laughs> But but yeah, there are that thing of like similar oh, this venue at this place in Virginia. Like, right. oh yeah, no. But did you go see this part? Like, yeah. it's that it's that club thing. Yeah. And it's did cool. you go upstairs to the Norva? Did you play in that racquetball right. exactly. court, basketball? Like, yeah. Did you go to the hot tub? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like we can talk no, about no that. No one goes to the hot tub. No, I know. But we could talk about <laughs> I that. I don't know what that means. And 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 most people would never know that. But we right. could be at any point in the country. I could be in Nashville or Dallas or Chicago. Or here in Chico, California, and I can meet somebody who knows what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, and that's a that's like a brotherhood. It's a kin mm -hmm. kindred yeah. spirits. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's people who understand each other. And to this day, it's like you know, Dan Koch is one of my good friends in Seattle, and he doesn't really do music. I mean, he put a Sherwood out a record out a couple years ago, but like because he understands what I've been through, I feel like there's a lot more. Um, he's got credits, you know, that other yeah. people don't. Well, and it's have. a common language. It's too. a common it's language. A, it's common understanding. It's like yeah, we all know what it's experience. like to wake up at Walmart. We all know that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like you could, I guess anybody could really get that portion of it. But the whole spectrum of experiences of touring, of catering budget, of green room, of the experience of the merch table, of all of that, we all can doesn't matter what our band was we can all look at each other and go yeah because I that get doesn't it. change from that band doesn't to band. change from yeah. band to band yeah absolutely and so there's there's some sort of you know there's a connecting thread there yeah. and to this day here you are ben teats stop looking at me 300 You're years old <laughs> i mean how old are you old enough honey old enough what are you 35 8 38 okay i'm 35 to this day, we talked about this last night. Sorry. <laughs> hey, the listeners. I remember there, thinking ben. that you looked older than thirty-eight, though. <laughs> Heard that quite a bit. <laughs> oh, it's your deep voice and your kind of presence. You My know? gray hair. <laughs> I've got My that too. Feet. But what I'm saying is, like, you were in a band in your mid twenties, you know, and here you are, thirty-eight, and you're still hanging out with, like, when 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 something's popping off in Chico, it's like, what are the band dudes doing? Yeah. How can I hang with them? Because those are my people. It's like, it's it's indelible. It's this continuous connection, regardless of if, if you're touring or you're a postman. No, that is know? true. I the, uh, So I deliver mail, and there's a guy that just moved onto my route that was the guy that when I was, oh, shit, uh, 14 years old, got us our first show at a bar in Chico. Really? 14? Yeah, Fourteen is when we, me you and Trevor, play in bars. Or you have to just come in and go on stage. You can't yeah. like hang out. And then, yeah, like, yeah, I remember. Make that. you wait outside, in and, and out. then like, okay, you can that. come up and play now. Now, 
take your shit outside and you're done. Like, <laughs> yeah. but so That's we started, so we started doing that when yeah. I was 14 years old. Um, but this guy who got us that show, who's this? Conrad. He lives oh, he's on, on your round now? He lives on my round now. Nice. And it was hilarious okay. because it was just like, and I was like, I kept seeing the name and I'm like, that's gotta be the Conrad that I know. Like deliver mail. And then sure enough, I see him come out one day to pick up packages. He's like, thanks. And I'm like, Conrad. <laughs> like, but it's that thing of like, yeah. And so I went up, I was like, that's your tribe. Ben yeah, Teets, I mean, yeah. And he's yeah. just like, oh my gosh, what's up? And so we just talk about music. Yeah. And that's what we've talked about since I was 13, 14 years old. Right. Like, and I've known him since that long. You still right. playing? What are you doing? Like, it's, it's that thing of like, yeah. It's this part of you that can't, it just won't go away. Yeah. It's had such an impact on your life. <laughs> but it's it, even if it was 20 something years later, right. like, we can still understand each other because toured, we all played music together. Right. And even if you only toured for three years, you get it at that point. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Even one year, you get it. You know, and like, yeah, I've noticed that. Like, I, there's certain people I'm around and I don't know how to interact with them. Because if they know what I do, they have all these assumptions that come with it. And they go, oh, you must be like this or this. And they just have no clue. But then there's people who are like, I was in this band or that band. And I'm like, okay, we can just be real. And you're a safe, safe place. It's a safe yeah, place because yeah. like, we, we get each other. Totally. Like You know like 70% of what I know about what we've been through. And it's a, I, I don't want to say trauma, <laughs> but... It's an experience that might be. There's some PTSD might involved. Be. It's an experience that shapes you, right? It's like, you know, people go to like. Oh, that's how you grow up. People if, go, yeah. yeah, and people go to camp for like a week, and it like really changes their life. But like, like band camp or or tour is like six weeks, and then eight weeks, then yeah. six weeks, and eight it's weeks. It's like nine, but that does nine change your perspective it on totally, what touring actually is. It changes your perspective on because life. you. Oh, I got a yeah. guitar. Like I could be like this, and this is what it would be like to be on tour. Yeah. And then you do it, and you're like, no, nope. Yeah. <laughs> but and really, all it is like I remember starting out with the classic crime, thinking that I was gonna have this like Im like naively thinking I was gonna have this impact on fans or or music listeners. You had an impact on me, Matt. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Stay still. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it wasn't the fans. It was the bands we were playing with. Those relationships we had with them. Yeah. Like we ran deep. We see them every day, and we are the hosts of a party together. And what do we do? It's hurry up and wait. Load in. Sound check, and then there's like six hours. Try to find a toilet that looks okay in the girls' room, right? In the girls' restroom, right? Uh, And then sometimes the doors come in, the girls come sit next to you, and it's like, Sorry, I'm in the band, I didn't want to use the no toilet seat in men's restroom, Uh, but like stalled, it doesn't lock. But but there was this uh connection with the bands, and and there was this uh bond because you like. We, we had this thing called Road Madness on the road, where after about three or four weeks of touring, it started to set in. Nate and Henry called it Boat Rash. <laughs> boat Rash? Just the, the kind of the crazy brain. <laughs> like, here, here's, here's how I can describe it. You stop caring about the consequences of your actions, because every town you visit is a new town, and it's You've a new day. Total an- anonymity. Total anonymity. So, yeah. like... If garbage gets strewn across the 
the parking lot. Oh my god. Who cares? Yeah. Because you're gone, right? And it's this kind of toxic, you know, not a healthy I'm way to live. I'm still trying to figure out the boat rash thing. Boat rash, <laughs> like if you're on the boat and you got fever. an itch. Yeah, cabin fever. I don't know, but you, you you're just crazy, <laughs> right? You feel crazy. So, but the the only I'll con- be here thinking about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the, I know your like eyes are gazing up at the ceiling. But I'm confused. The only constant from day to day. The town was different. The fans were different. The show was essentially the same, but the constant people, the community that you were with, were the bands you were touring with. That was family. That was your family. It's like, we were there yesterday, we did that, and now we're here today. That was your constant, for it sure. It was the constant. Yeah. And so these connections, it was like, it was, it. the best way I can say it, and I'm sure it's dishonoring veterans, but it's like veterans. It's not. It's way less violent. Oh yeah, I'll put it that way. But well, it's like we went from but... this town to that town to this town to that town in Vietnam it's a, it's a or Korea or whatever. It's it was a, a, yeah. And like, and the people changed, but we were together. Yeah. You know, and you guys understand that way of life. James is talking now. It's like the bonds are really deep in extreme circumstances. That's how it's similar to veterans. Right. If you're in the shit together. The shit, yeah. Then you can't help but grow close, right? Which is like true of any any context, but like you know, on the road is like that perfect example. Sure, because you all know what it feels like to brush your teeth in a Walmart parking lot sure. in the middle of the night. Same like you know, veterans all know what it felt like to be in the bunkers or you know, sure. be you know behind enemy Way lines more extreme or whatever it yeah. is. Like I've you know I've felt that on film sets. You know, like when, right. like when we've done classic crime shoots, like right. for music videos. You know, it's like. We have an ex, you know, limited amount of time, and we got to figure out, you know, all these shots, and we got to do all these things, and we got to finish it, and then it's just all hands on board, and then like you grow close through that. You just, right. I mean, I don't exactly know how. It's the hustle. But yeah. everybody just develops a really deep bond through the more extreme circumstances. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even that extreme on the road. I mean, all of our real basic needs are taken care of. Um, but it, but there, and. I would say less less of a struggle uh, thing, but more of a we're all misunderstood together. Like the people who get us the most are the truckers at the pilot truck yeah. stop. You know, one hundred. I felt that before. And like so many good stories too. 100. And like and like you go into a, a gas station or whatever, and and they'd be like, "Where are you guys from?" Or like, "We're we're in a band. We're from Seattle or whatever." And oh yeah, like what you like Nickelback. Three doors down, you know, like they had no idea about the the scene or whatever. They just know it's on the on the radio, right? But like, well, what I'm saying is like those weren't the truckers. The truckers get the long haul. They get the travel, yeah, and they get the schedule. Waking up in a new city, right? Yeah, and and their lives are unbelievably demoralizing because there's no high points. Yeah, there is no show. There is no performance where they're celebrating music together. I got a question for uh, both of you, actually. Was the experience of touring, and this is sort of inspired by Toby Morell, singer of Amory. Who has been on our podcast. Who who is... No, just who. Known... (laughs) Known... How do I put this? He's, He's been known to say that he loves touring except for the shows. If he could tour without the shows, I've seen him drive the bus, and he's like, looks back at me, he's like, if I could just do this, 
this oh, he loves it. it. And he, he, he it. like he yeah. just talked about AC... that on their podcast yeah. about just ACB. It, I might be a truck driver. Well, yeah. he 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 Maybe was a bus driver for ACB or a, a bandwagon driver for ACB on their last tour for Cities Burn. Yeah, yeah, and he loves uh, it, and he loved it, and he would go to sleep at six p.m. every night. Yeah, wake up at like four a.m. and drive the bus. Yeah, and he he said he <laughs> he, he loved it, totally dug it. <laughs> now, is touring? Do you like touring in spite of the shows, or are the shows the high point? <sighs> to me, there are moments in the shows sometimes that are like yeah this feels good but most of the time there's so much anxiety about performance mm. and needing to be someone for yeah. people that it's just a lot of pressure yeah and it's not something i generally like i i, I prefer what about i mean that that sounds specific to a front man yes yeah when true. you when you say like say you've you've played bass in emory yeah when in those circumstances where the pressure's off and all you have to do is is perform once once the drums start or whatever, right? You don't have to talk in between songs or right. or give a shit. But did that change things? Yeah, that was different. It was it was a lot less pressure. But then I also found like I was sort of like a ship without a sail because I didn't have something important to do. I was just a side guy. You were which, just rehearsing, which, which the was same weird. It was like pre-recorded. Things, it was like, yeah. oh, I just wake up on the bus at like eleven, and then, you know, we drink coffee until we drink beer, and then we go <laughs> yeah. on stage, and I just play the bass and try to sing Devin's high parts, and then it's like rinse, repeat, and it's no one like I don't have to interact with anybody. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, and it was like, what am I doing? Like I need something, some meaningful work to do. Which whereas at least if I'm a frontman of my band, I have some meaningful work to do i have to go talk to people well and, and like the whole band is representing your artistic my songs yeah i'm, as I'm a songwriter. yeah and i'm i'm concerned about how how people perceive my art yeah and that's a that's a, a lot of pressure but in that pressure there's there's a level of meaning that is not there when i'm playing other people's music so you're saying there's like there's higher highs and lower lows as, yes. as a front man versus yeah. as a hired gun or or just sort of a, a secondary Yes, yes. And I player. do like hanging out. I do like hanging <laughs> out. Um but it's it's also harder to hang out when you're the front man because you're always worried about your voice mm. and losing it and staying up too late and doing whatever system. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's harder. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean it's it's like I if I'm I I'm kidding. If I lose my voice is so demoralizing because everyone looks at me. Yeah. In my band, like you pathetic creature. <laughs> this is all like, you're supposed to do and I, you can't do it. Yeah, yet. this you is all you're supposed job. to do and you I'm can't do shit. Man. You had, no, I know. It's fine. <laughs> but what but the but the point is is like you have to be kind of a princess which I'm not and I I will well. always I will always get gravelly. <laughs> Because I'm not, because I stay up and I hang out and yeah. I love the bus. I love hanging out. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. tour. You know, but um, but it's a lot more pressure. And if I could just hang out, yeah, 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 then that would be better. I I think I would I think I would agree with you because I have I have my own like you said I have my own band where I sing and right and stuff. But we don't really tour. So right. when I do tour, I'm always kind of the background guy. Right. And I like both. I enjoy them probably equally but there's more weight 
way more pressure when yeah. when uh surrogate tours more started. risk and more reward yeah you know well, so, like, so totally. like for me it's it's been three like i've been a front man of bands that i've been in that have toured mm-hmm. a very minimal tour but like we've done this and that and then playing a number one gun i wasn't the front man and then working for emory i was just working for them like yeah. i mean i i did i play guitar for them at that warp tour but right. other than that like i sold their merch i was their drum tech like it was right it was working and so for me there's a difference that goes with all of that like oh that's interesting the three tiers of like right mine like, kind of mine like, and then hired guy. i understand the pressure of being the front man and being the like shit i gotta be on right i understand the whole thing of like i don't have to be the front man but i gotta perform well because this is what people are here right. to see not our merch person not our sound guy not or whatever like right right they're here to see the show i understand that part and then the other part of like okay well, gonna make I'm sure not, people I'm not aren't part mad of the me. show yeah. but i also have to make sure this band sounds good or and, i have to make sure and they're happy with your work all the, yeah, yeah and and then they're happy with our work and right, so right. like for me personally like i'm not opposed like i mean trevor our best friend like ends up working for bands and doing this and that and like makes a makes a great living doing that and he's okay with that like right. for me I love the Emory Boys. They're some of my best friends and some of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. They're good people. But, like, I wasn't that great at my job. Right. I'm not going to say that I, oh, I was so great, but I just, like, I wasn't that great at my job. But it's also because I didn't give a shit because (laughs) I missed playing on stage. Right, right. Like, and it's not that I'm an attention whore and that I'm like, oh, look at me, da-da-da-da. But I, I realized when it comes to music, like... I'm more into the performing aspect than I am into the behind the scenes aspect. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's a, there's a different thing that goes on that with touring. Like, it's you have the band and they got to be on and they got to do this and that, but then you have the behind the scenes thing that yeah. comes with that of like you have these people that help you make your show go on. Right. Right. Yeah. And are you going to play a supporting role or do you want right. to be a lead? I didn't want to play a supporting role. Yeah. And and honestly, like if you've done the whole lead role or performing role which is weird though, or because supporting I, don't like, I don't like attention but i just didn't want i didn't yeah. want to you know what i'm saying i'm like, not huge on attention either myself um i love attention yeah, I know says the front i've man. never been i've never been says the front no, man. i've always been the behind the scenes guy no i don't like i like i backed into being a front i was just a singer and then i kind of like backed into being the songwriter of my band because they already had songs written not vocally. I did the vocals or whatever. But then, like, I started writing songs. You know. So, like, I don't know. I kind of... I guess I, I did want to be known. I think everybody has that. Everybody has we that. Wanna That's, be if you known. say that you don't, you're no, a liar. I do want to be known, say. but, like, not to my face. Like, go, like, say nice things about me behind my back. Because <laughs> I'm really insecure. If I hear it, then I don't know how to handle it. You right. know, like... But, um... But yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is to be on day in and day out on stage. Like, you got to strike that guitar at the right time with the right shapes in your hands and sing those notes in the right way. Where do you draw the line, though? 
where is authentic we're playing songs and where is showmanship to me to me i try to go there with every song because if i'm if i don't go there i don't like it at the, at the drive-in was the best yeah. experience i've had with music live um they played in chico good lord uh i was in high school i was the only one that could drive so it was like 96 okay. 97 late 90s and we drove trevor's mom's station wagon we actually opened for them we no clue who they were this is before they blew up right and uh el paso boys yeah and yeah. they're like the chick that booked the place was like hey you guys gotta play with this band they're this great whatever band like and we're like okay cool we'll give it a shot we played. It was a school night. I was the only one that could drive. We drove Trevor's mom's station wagon, and so we had to like we played. We were loading out, and we had to put our stuff in. We had to be home by a certain time. And I remember one of Conrad, the, the dude I'm talking about, who delivers mail. Now we have that commonality. Right. Like one of the guys in his band at the time was like, "Stop!" And I'm like, "Do we have to load up?" He's like, "I don't care." He he held onto my shoulder and he said, "Watch this," and the lights were on. And there was probably 12 people standing in a circle talking to each other, drinking beer. And at the drive-in was going crazy. And that was the biggest thing to me was just like, it doesn't matter who's there. Yeah, give it. It it doesn't matter how many people are there. It doesn't matter where you're at. Give it your all. Right. That was a great performance. And Uh, it was like, that changed my life from then on. They clearly did it because they loved it. That was it. Wasn't for the applause. No, it was f- to lose themselves in the music they made. It was losers in their art. Yeah, in their like, art. And I hate to yeah. say that because I don't personally classify music as art, but it's in their their really? expression. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm weird like that. I but, th- they, but their ex- well, music their expression, maybe not. music expression, artistic expression. Sure, sure. It could be similar. It could be, but I just have a hard time with that personally. Not saying. That I'm correct because obviously, I'm, but they they were clearly enthralled with their just, art. Not all giving, music. I would say not all music all is art. In what we're doing, it's about giving yourself over to the chaos of the unknown and the mystery. Not this. Now I would say art that is directed by the ego is more propaganda than art. But art where the ego is lost. I like, think they were just passionate. But think about it. The ego is not even paying attention because if the ego was paying attention, they'd go. The ego would say, "There's 12, 12 people in this room, and they're not paying attention to me. They're not. They're not acknowledging me, and I need them to acknowledge me so that so that I exist." That's what the ego says. But they were in the other part of their brain, the self or the right the right hemisphere, where that's where art lives. That's where the dream state is. Because they were totally lost in that moment. We're doing what themselves. feels right, and it doesn't exactly. matter who's here, who's watching, exactly. or who's and not I would here, call, who's I would absolutely watching. call that art. Yeah. But, but, all right, let me, let me pose a, a, an opposing argument here. So those at the drive-in probably rehearsed for... A week before that tour right they were part of their show is going off right like it's jumping around yeah. and and going crazy i mean it's not the whole show like the music obviously is a big part of it right but they're re- at when at the show that ben's talking about they were doing what they had been practicing tr- practicing doing. to do yeah 
and it's a rehearsal. It's not spontaneous. It's not. It's it's. They're not writing the song on the stage. They they all knew their their pieces. That so they had yeah. To play. So so this is hard. This so is this is like it's not the art of creation, but it's performance. No, art. it's performance art. Right. The creation is a is a factor because they wrote those songs themselves. They're not like. Right, but I remember this when I when we when we started out, just to be in that room with my bandmates and play those songs that loud, we all went crazy. No audience. Just us. Just jumping around. Moving to the music. And that was our, yes, it was a rehearsal for the performance on stage, but it was actually a feeling that we all had. It was an expression of that feeling. Right. And like we all moved in different ways. It was our personal expression to uh, like a celebration of the songs that we made. Yeah. Of that creative art. And it was the performance art of that. And, you know, being in that zone and doing that, yeah, it's not spontaneous in the sense that, like, in the sense that, like, you're going to change the way the song is. But it's spontaneous in the way that you move. It's not chore- It's not choreographed. Like, what I choose to do on stage right. to, to embrace a song physically is different every night. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you. I, I know what you're saying. I think I. I. I guess. And I'm. I think that you know music is an art form, Ben. It is a I, wild art form. It's I the do, best art form, by the way. I. I agree. I'm jaded. Do the brain. Do the do the brain. Do the brain scans. <laughs> your your brain lights up oh, in yeah. crazy oh, ways when listening yeah. to music. Because science is real. Yeah, go ahead. The Earth oh is flat, according God. to Ben Teets. Yes. <laughs> ben is a flat earther. Flat earther all the way through. Nine eleven truther. That, but I never didn't say that. Do we want to uh, transition to offensive opinions that Ben might have for people? Let's. Nope. Could, could we please? Let's Because last night when we were hanging let's out, let's document this at the Banshee in please Chico. The Banshee. Dear Lord. Which which has a which good hamburgers. Has really good food. Um, God, if you're ever, black and blue, oh, burger, black if and you blue. Ever, those things are so good. Uh, you guys want to go Chico, there right now? There was the pho wrench uh, dip. Oh, the pho wrench. Pho wrench dip. Yeah. It's like you dip this bon me in, in pho, or pho if you're a Neanderthal. You're some um, sort of animal. <laughs> and then they also had the the pho tacos. It was so good. Oh yeah. The, oh, the, the bon me tacos. Yeah. yeah the bon me tacos. Yeah. Those are hey, dope. dude. Um, Ben, <laughs> you want to share anything on trans people or I'm just kidding. Could please we, don't. Could we, uh, please don't. Those I'm are gonna, the one, those are the, that's the one. I will see myself out. Those are the one activists I do not need in my Twitter that feed. That took quite a turn. <laughs> hey, so music, uh, do you want to, what did you, Ben was just, you know, sharing opinions that were sharp, the, the sharply. I like how you uh, put this all on me. Yeah. Well, you have no opinions. I have tons Chris of opinions. Has no opinion. I'm about embracing people of all stripes, Ben. What are you? What about you? <laughs> I'm pushing it. I'm feeling triggered right now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, I love to allude to that. How how we are? How we on minutes? Fifty one minutes of talking yeah. to Ben and Chris. Yeah. In the RV. And James was here. James, oh, I forget here. about James. That's so rude. James Erasure. Always behind the scenes. James is the piece. Always behind the scenes. James, James is <laughs> holding this shit together. Come on now. He's running the board. Yeah. 
James beverages. James Erasure is a thing. Oh, he gets erased a lot kit. being behind the camera. Wearing a wolf shirt that I'm jealous of. Which so, I never thought uh, I'd be jealous of, but now I'm jealous so of. So Chris, we got like three, <laughs> three and a half song starts. Put your shirt back on, James. Jeez. <laughs> do you know? Do do you? It's just just you do you. RV, I know. I'm. I don't know what that means. It seems like you need sex or. <laughs> <laughs> I missed what happened. Three more weeks. Three more weeks. I'm happy for you. James. Yeah. I'm really. <laughs> is it really three more weeks? Those that's days. two more weeks. No, it's three. Is it really? Three years ago when I could say things that were. It's two now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Number one gun. Check them out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got a new record out four years ago. Or don't. None of us have a stake in that. <laughs> we don't give. Yeah. A yeah. They don't give a <laughs> shit. Just don't support the singer. That's all I'm saying. Oh wow. Well, hopefully he's not a fan of our podcast because he's out now. I don't think he listens to podcasts. No? Okay. All if right. I had to guess. Let's talk more shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like surrogate that. I was is just putting, being honest. Surrogate is putting songs out occasionally. Slowly. And that is uh, and Chris fantastic. by himself cranking this stuff out of his studio and that's amazing that you do it all by yourself with well i've got a, i've i've got <laughs> four guys that yeah but i mean production wise oh yeah yeah. that's you yeah yeah that's you Mixed you you mastering. sit there and you you hit the space bar and then you record your vocal i know how hard this is this is to uh, not have someone kind of sit there and go i you, need this you know or what? this from you you know what though like i i, I get my personality is such that i much prefer tracking vocals and guitars by myself yes until you've met a producer who can stroke your tender ego so hard that you (laughs) that you know what i'm saying is like that you perform at an unbelievable level that you didn't think was possible i mean that's possible that that is why it hangs out with me possible that is not why (laughs) take seven (laughs) on this one (laughs) <laughs> Ben's all on this one. On this one, I really want you to feel more, bro. More bro, try this animosity yeah. towards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be angry about this People. thing that you don't really have anger yeah. towards. <laughs> so, like, you know when, uh, you know when Flat Earth. <laughs> I want you to think like you're, you're, really you're a little to sell people that I'm a flat earther. You're a little flat. You're <laughs> you know what? Once removed, Ben. Once removed. Uh, no, Ben, a... are you into conspiracies? No, yes. no, no! I don't want to. Me and Nate are too much the same person. I know. You I can already ask told. Nate I, about it. I already told. I already told Ben this tonight. Everybody, I said he's like Nate to me. Unbelievable. No, no, no. Like Nate, no, Nate and I, I talked about this since we first met. In a good way. We're, like yeah, you no. are. Vi- you are very Better real and honest. And when you meet Ben, you will see that like he's just down to just. He's like in the present moment. Just he's there, and he wants to just share his heart with you. Once you get past the go- the goofy looking face, you'll. <laughs> <laughs> I have and that's ten- so much like heart. Nate to me, One- but also likes to believe weird stuff. <laughs> One thing that I appreciate about it's you, true Ben. True stuff, Ben. <laughs> true stuff. One thing I do appreciate though about you, Ben, for as little as we agree on in real life. Here we go. You are unapologetically yourself in all situations, which yeah. I appreciate. That's a default really of, a, of his personality. It's not like he tries. Be? You should try to be less yourself. 
Hey, it'd be better for you. No, Papa and I talked about that. He's like, I want to introduce you to a girl, but you got to be a little less you. <laughs> Wisdom. And so, oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's what he was going to tell her. That was his whole line to tell her this chick. He's like, hey, I want to introduce you, but I'm going to tell her. I got this guy. You should meet him. I told him he'd be a little less himself, and you'll like him. <laughs> for real? Yeah. Just tone it down a bit, Ben. Ryan's the best. That's he's great. The, he is the best. He's the best. Awesome. Well, we are at about an hour? 56. 56 minutes. Going strong. I could talk for four minutes about something. Well, what what do you want to do? You want to round it out in an hour? Recycling? What do you, what do you got? <laughs> recycling? Oh, I could go off about recycling. <laughs> We're in Chico. Chico Chico got bigger this year because of the fires. Chico grew. Yeah, twenty five thousand people rolled Very over quick. into Chico, and everyone In had bad traffic. And how was your uh, your mail? Job security. Yeah, well, I heard right. I heard the I heard the mail situation wasn't so good. Everyone moved here and couldn't get their couldn't their get their Amazon packages. It's all perspective. Man. Are you what's xenophobic good, now about outsiders? Like they come into town, they ruin your job. Mountain people. <laughs> These mountain people. These mountain people. No, I wanted to up. be a mountain. I still want to be a mountain person. I want land. Yeah. No phone. Yeah. Fires away, fr- away from everybody. Move back to Chico. All no my phone? shit burned down. Yeah. <laughs> His like, phone I mean, that's <laughs> sitting right next to you with face up, ready to go. Ping you, which I actually I'm heard rid of it chimes from earlier once. on the podcast. You heard it once, <laughs> one text. I can't wait to get rid of that. One text. You don't have to live in the mountains to get rid of your phone, Ben. What are we doing? Are we going to the Banshee? Might as well get some food or something. You love the Banshee. You it's hungry? so good. I wrote a song about the Banshee once. Did you? How did no it go? Heard it. How did it go? I heard it. I what was the course? On it actually and recorded it. What was the chorus? Uh, well, there's a line in it that says. Spending my nights down at the Banshee, drinking away all my money. Oh, man. I yeah. wrote a song about a, a tavern in Seattle that has trading pints at the Streamline. What was the name of the Spend bar most of our I nights. Have, I'm sorry. We're on this. Oh, last No, we're fine. Wow. Keep going. Wow. Keep going. But anyways. No, the. Wow. Was it the it's cha? The, it was the cha-cha. The cha-cha on Capitol oh, Hill. Yeah, the cha-cha. Yeah. We've been. The me, old cha-cha. The old cha-cha. I was talking to someone about that. We were trying to think about that name forever yeah. for like the last month, and I couldn't. There's think still of the a cha cha in Seattle. They but used to moved, pour right? very stiff drinks. Oh no, I'm, I'm aware. It was dark yeah. and gross, and yeah. they had a glory hole. Was, yeah, which is fine. Hole? I don't judge. If you go to Seattle, you get that cha cha. You get those free chips and stuff ahead of your meal. If you get a meal, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, James. <laughs> All right. Tell them about how you said glory hole. Um. Yeah. What's a glory hole, Ben? Bean. 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 It sounds like a like a kind of a churchy like a. <laughs> yeah. It's like the glory I mean, of God. It's, it's very churchy. It's just a little. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Something in uh, Bethel Church in Redding, California. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one can hear the you, James. Glory holes are never home. empty <laughs> in Bethel. <laughs> Talking about. Oh jeez. Oh Jesus! I'll go there. I will go there. Look at you! Fight me! Look at you! No, I'll go there with you. Bethelites! You post-evangelical guys who were in a Christian band. (laughs) Post-evangelical. Lost in the spirit, man. Jehovah wanna. You never heard post-evangelical? I thought you said pussy evangelical. (laughs) (laughs) That got weird. 
was like, you are an atheist, Chris. <laughs> Jeez, man. You, no, I'm you're not. You're lost, son. I'm not an atheist. I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm agnostic. I'm but, just kidding. But we had I some good like talks last night about that. Some interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting talks. But, anyways, look at you guys <laughs> just being in a band together, but not together no. consecutively. <laughs> And then just going out and just coming you back. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta just, let him finish. It's and fine. just being heathens <laughs> after that. That is ridiculous. So yeah. cliched. We're terrible. We are spoken we are like a true hypocrite. Horrible people. You know, you talk. We were talking about how how it's like a fraternity of like touring musicians. What we didn't talk about is how. Touring just makes you a horrible person. Well, yeah. I mean, morally bankrupt. Sure. Just if you don't have the checks and balances, chances are you were on your way there anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, we all are. It, I mean, but it it, 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 it takes most people till their midlife the, crisis to realize. Just kind of brings to light yeah. the the. It was my it was my mid twenties crisis when I realized just nihilism. Something in me everywhere. Yeah, yeah. didn't care about the world. <laughs> <laughs> that 15th time. We care time, about nothing, Lebowski. We, we, <laughs> the 15th nothing. time. We are nihilists. I kicked uh, 16 Taco Bell wrappers out the side of the van <laughs> at a truck stop. Yeah. Just to. Because who cares? Just to pollute. Yeah. Just to destroy that's something I, beautiful. That's when it dawned on me that Trevor taught you that. I care about nothing. Nothing. Trevor that, taught you that. That is that is absolutely uh, boat rash, as Nate would say, or road madness. As I would Fifteen say. years yeah. later, road Trevor madness. still likes to litter, so that's that's Trevor's fault. Well, he's created a pathology. That's just Trevor. Trevor likes to litter in the. <laughs> Inside not, of, that's not touring. That's Trevor. <laughs> Let's be honest. He likes to live. Bad influence. Inside of bars by smashing like, pint he glasses. He loves breaking pint glasses. In bars? Yeah. Let's call he doesn't him do up. it anymore. He doesn't do it anymore. No, but no, he will. He went through a phase. Let's hang out with this guy. Let's see what he can do. Someone Let's would call piss him, him off. Yeah, let's get him out. His, his daughter does his, it now. His, his kids sick. She took over. <laughs> she took over. She's going to start smashing, smashing glasses. She cups. has. Really? It's great. She is her father's daughter. She learns young. All right. Can I end this podcast? Yes, you can end this podcast. So, <laughs> are you going to tell a story? Very quick story. It's going to be about your wolf shirt. Ben wrote a song about the Banshee in Chico, California. Not about, I just included a lot. I wrote a song about a Banshee, which was the name that I gave my first girlfriend who I lost my virginity to. Ooh, <laughs> hell yeah. Did you really what, write a song about it? What is myth- mythologically a Banshee? She just screamed really loud and really often. Oh my gosh! <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. And that's a wrap. High five. <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible. All right. Uh, until next time, we'll see you trollsters out there. Peace. Later. Bye.